0: Hello, and welcome back to Conversations with Claire. <laughs> Today, my guest for episode 44 is Mary Bay-run. <laughs> Bear Bay-run. Bear Bay-run. <laughs> Hello. Hey, girl. Uh, so if you are listening and you're familiar with her, then you already know. Uh, if you are listening and you are not familiar with her, then you've at least seen her all over my social media recently because <laughs> we've been doing some things. Yeah. And so <laughs> that is kind of what sparked us getting together for this, that. And then we just had more and more opportunities. So we met about a year ago-ish, maybe yeah. a little bit wow. more, something right around there. That long ago? Yeah, because wow. I moved here last June.
1: okay, And
0: it wasn't that long after I moved here that we were in the sauna together. Uh-huh. And it was just cool. You've told me before that you would consider yourself kind of an introvert
1: right no 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 I'm I'm definitely extroverted but uh I do need alone time okay like I get burned out need alone time
0: well I guess I mean at the gym so at the gym specifically yes yes Yes. we're
1: like I am in my zone at the gym and like if I don't already know you I'm just kind of keep a little blinders on and just do my thing
0: yes that makes more sense because you I thought that you had said the introvert thing and I was like so see I just don't see it (laughs) but then it was because at the gym yes. I kept like introducing you to people and I was like wait you've been here you know these people like just uh-huh. assumed that you knew everybody but it's because you do kind of put your blinders mm-hmm. on in that space mm-hmm. um okay so we met and we just what was cool is, so I remember that we just had like it, our very first conversation was very real yeah for sure and I feel like every interaction that we've had since then, we get the opportunity to goof around at the gym and have fun mm-hmm. and do reels, and it's super fun. It's been nothing like you make me laugh, um, <laughs> and it's great. But you also are just so authentic, and you're and like anyway, that has a lot to do with why I was like, okay, so I would like to have her on. So I'm gonna quickly debrief them on mm-hmm. like who is Mary. So uh, you are known on the internet. For being the most authentic but also in my opinion the hottest BJJ
1: girl in the game (laughs) you clearly haven't met all my friends yet (laughs) I'm sure there's plenty of hotties out there I'm new to
0: this environment so according to me that's the that's the case whoever the other ones are that are out there if you hear this like shout out we should hang out (laughs) yeah (laughs) Um, and when I say BJJ because my my uh my people Uh don't come from that world so I'm talking about Jiu Jitsu, yeah, Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. Yes, so she is also an occupational therapist, Mm -hmm. which is a big, big passion. Yes, for you, and you are the CEO of Dogfight Dojo, Mm -hmm. which we'll potentially go there here in a bit. Uh Uh, America's
1: favorite single dog mom (laughs) that's such a good tagline right there (laughs) you can love it that's what i want to be known as (laughs) like forget the jujitsu forget the other stuff forget it all i'm america's favorite single dog mom (laughs) literally
0: in within the last 24 hours you posted stories where all of your dogs you have four Yes. Yeah, all of your dogs have climbed from wherever they were in your vehicle to in your lap while you're driving. Yes. <laughs> this yes. is just very it's normal. Very
1: dangerous. I'm already a bad driver. Sometimes I'm pulling a dog out from underneath my feet like climbing under the seat and I'm like, "This is how I die." This <laughs> is it right here. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Oh man. And
0: you're crazy about them. Like, Mm -hmm. it's so funny to watch anybody bring up the word (laughs) DOG. And it's like, Mary's like, what, what,
1: (laughs) you know, let me show you all of mine. Can
0: I see your photos? (laughs) (laughs) And then last but not least for me, for me personally, you're just such a light. Like I said, you make me laugh. Um, but that's, I've been able to learn from you. And then I was going to kind of just segue straight into where we'll start, which is just that we just completed the sheepdog response course together, which yeah, you have taken awesome. before. Mm-hmm. And that was my first time taking it. And mm-hmm. so that since this is like a recent experience, we just went through together. I figure we'd kind of unpack a bit yeah, of that. That'd be great.
1: It's such a good experience too.
0: Yeah. Uh, but before we go into what that even was, what I wanted to point out is that there were a handful of girls there that were your girls from 10th Planet where you train. Mm-hmm. So there were a handful of them as well as a couple of us girls from Onnit, all like your crew, right? Mm-hmm. And
1: what and, I feel... And like clarify for those who don't know what 10th Planet is, it's a jujitsu gym. Yeah. Yeah, an
0: MMA. Okay. Yep. Uh, and so... What I feel like I observed because I don't go over to that gym like I see you at on it I don't mm-hmm. see you over there mm-hmm. and I don't really there were a handful of those girls that I had not met before didn't know you know etc so I got to meet them but what I feel and this is just my opinion yeah. but was that like I felt like they respected you and then the girls that come over to on it that like because of us posting content together recently they've come up to me and just been like Mary. She's my best friend. I love her. (laughs) And it's like happened multiple times. And I just feel like it's such a cool thing to like, when people speak about you behind your back like that, it's a really good indicator. So I just feel like that's what I observed there is like, yet again, these women, they, they like respect you. And, and that from woman to woman is an earned thing, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. And so
1: anyway, well that I, I appreciate that you pointed that out to me because, um, not that I don't feel respected, I do, but, you know, I don't always think of myself in that light. But I think the girls at 10th Planet, especially the core group of girls, we just have a good respect for each other and love. And sure, catty things here or there could happen, but not really. Like, there's just a great group of girls.
0: Yeah, they definitely seemed wonderful. I'm eager to get over there and hang out with you guys. Yeah. <laughs> that was so cute. Who was it that posted? Was it a... Rocio that posted the little clip with the two of us and the song. Oh, that
1: was actually a hilarious clip. Yeah. Yeah. Something about one of us, one of
0: You're us, one of us yeah. now or whatever. Yeah. we so, I'm
1: stabbing you with a knife for real. Yeah. <laughs>
0: this whole, so here's how that, let's just go straight into that. Okay. So sheepdog response. It is this, it's uh, a, a, there's a bunch of courses that you can take. Mm-hmm. You will actually describe this better than you want me I to will. yeah go for okay
1: it. so sheepdog R- response is a company run by owned by tim kennedy who is like captain america he's a green Berets sniper i believe i'm getting that correct he used to be in the ufc um he runs a bunch of different businesses um and basically, Sheepdog Response is to help people learn how to protect themselves and their families and now even, like, provide for their families because they have courses that don't just go into, like, self-defense and proper use of a weapon, um, but go goes into even how to hunt and skin your animal and feed your family. And um, it, it, it just branches out further and further Our and further. Stays, there's, yeah, yeah, there's medical, like, tactical medical stuff. Um There's, I believe there's like, I know there's a protector two course. We did the first course. so It goes even more advanced. It goes, have you taken that? No, I haven't. I've done the protector one three times. Okay. We need to do the two. I would love to.
0: I, would, I could afford to do the one many more times. Yeah. But I would love to do the two. They
1: actually, they have to like approve you to do the two. And Ooh. I don't know what that takes. I don't know if I could call up there and be like, hey, am I allowed to do the two yet? I, I don't know because I haven't tried to do that Ooh. because I continue to do the protector one course because they, they like to use me as a body in the jujitsu self-defense portion. And then I just take the gun portion for, you know, after. totally. Um, But I can find out those details for you. But all in all, it's an amazing program Mm -hmm. um and i've been in there also with military people who are like this is the best gun training we've ever had you know you would think oh military has good gun training but apparently not that great um i don't know all the ins and outs of that but i've heard that several times from military people but so we took what three days the first day is um situational awareness and then the second two days you start out in uh, a jujitsu gym learning some basic very tried and true self-defense um and the second part of the day, you learn some basic tried and true gun training. When I say basic, I mean, they definitely go more in depth than other gun trainings. And then day two, they add on to it, like self-defense when a weapon's involved mm-hmm. and how you prioritize getting the weapon away from your opponent or making sure your weapon's not taken away from you. Um, and then with the gun training, I mean, it adds in like barriers, adds in somebody trying to fight you. Adds it's. I'm not doing it justice. I definitely recommend whoever's listening to Go check it out. Yeah. Yeah. But that's, that's kind of the gist.
0: Yeah. Well, and so I met Tim last, I think it was December. We had the opportunity to do a photo shoot together Mm -hmm. and that was super cool. And he's telling me about it then. And I immediately was like, yes, I want to do that. Like that sounds great because at the end of the day, and by the way, the one that we did was a women's only, which I think it's Mm -hmm. cool to note that there's the option, right? So there are ones that are offered to both sexes
1: yes, and so men can totally do it. And should do it. Yeah, I mean, their main person is men, but they're really trying to get more women involved. Yeah, and And so
0: then they also have created this subset of just like women's only where mm -hmm. that, and it just, it creates this really cool environment where the women can come and feel, you know, like okay to be there because it's a lot. And I think that's like, the thing is, is like you said, this is a self-defense course. They're putting mm-hmm. you in a position to make you uncomfortable, and they're like, hey, if you're actually literally being attacked, what are you doing? Yeah.
1: And so that's it, a really hard thing to – It can trigger people, totally. especially those of us who are survivors of assault, sexual assault, things like that. And yep. um, that's the whole – a big point around women's only course is not just to make anybody, any woman feel comfortable, but especially those who are – victims of assault. And so thus almost all the instructors are women too. Mm-hmm. There was one male there and yep. I'm really glad because you also want to tussle with a man. If you want to, you do not have to. Yep. But um it's a good eye opener. Totally.
0: Yeah, it definitely it was super cool and I think from my perspective what I will say is it was a lot of information, right. And I'm not even going to pretend to be proficient at literally any of it. Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, the, the specifically the BJJ, anything like that, that was all my first exposure to any of that. Right. Mm -hmm. And so, but I think that what was cool is that, you know, so my, my people are typically gym people in some capacity, like a Mm -hmm. lot of them do fitness in some way. And so for me, what I felt like I was able to rely heavily upon in the situation was yes, all of this technical, Knowledge, I came in at uh, foundation level nothing, right? Mm-hmm. We're just, it's all new information. But because of the pressure testing that I do in the gym all the time through my training in the gym, which is literally just resistance training, doing Metcons, you know, with the stuff that I do, mm-hmm. the physical stuff in the gym, I have spent so many years like. Flexing that muscle, growing that muscle. Mm-hmm. And so, and I'm sure that there are other things that contributed to this as well, just general, like life resiliency, mm-hmm. understanding that, you know, whatever. But all that stuff, I think, carried over quite well to. Being able to go through the entire weekend, and even though it was a lot of new information, mm-hmm. never feeling personally like, okay, I'm I'm out. Like, right. this is, I have reached my overwhelm. I cannot learn new information. I am shutting down. Anything mm-hmm. like that, which you do see occur, and that's okay. Yeah. But um, I never felt that.
1: That's and awesome. so
0: did I feel like I definitely had, uh, no, you know, like for example, when we're, when we're in the gym and we kept experiencing, this is, this was us was like for the takedown. Well, I'm big and strong. Right. right. And I got these long arms and long legs. So like, I'll get you to the ground. But the problem is once we're there, I have no clue what's going on. <laughs> and little monkey Mary is just climbing all over me.
1: <laughs> <laughs> like Going to take your arm home with me. I'm like, that's my arm. Let me take that knife. Let me stab your liver. <laughs> It I was, get off so, on this.
0: We, we, was, well, oh, and that was funny cause we didn't get to roll until the, the final day uh-huh. and it was literally like the rounds were over. Uh-huh. And then you and I were, like, we're, we're like, like, one more. Yeah. We were like, no, we're not done. We're not done. Yeah. So they let us go one more, which was awesome. Uh, but in that matter of what, well, I think he was doing like three minutes, which mm-hmm. I have no context for what's normal for y'all. I don't even mm-hmm. know, but the rounds were three minutes. Mm-hmm. And during that whopping few minutes, I don't know how many times Mary tapped me. <laughs> you know, I just we would get down to the ground and like in that moment, I'm like, all right, here we go. We're gonna go this direction. Whatever. Uh, it, but then as soon as we're down there, there she goes. And given a matter of moments, yes, she's stabbing me with the fake knife. She's got the gun on me. She <laughs> is on my arm, is hanging way over here, and I am unco- like it was just it was a really eye-opening experience yeah. for me of like she has training in this and she can put me in positions so quick that I don't have a clue how I got there. Mm -hmm. And like, obviously if you play that out, like you do damage. Right. 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 And so it was really, really cool to just get that exposure. And then also to, like you said, rolling with the male Mm -hmm. um, teacher to just like be in this situation where they're just messing with you. And, and I guess the, the, the point I'm trying to make with all of that is that like, even though I know that my technical training was like zero, literally, uh, I never felt like it was something that was, I couldn't do.
1: Yeah. And that was really, really cool. Do you think that you nailed it on the head with what brought you to that point and being able to be in an environment where all this new information coming at you and stuff you literally had no idea about and still be able to take it in. Mm -hmm. Sure. We're going to forget half of it, potentially if you don't continue to train. Right. Right. Um, because I have, I've done this course three times. I've seen some girls not come back. I've seen some girls feel very defeated or be very, very triggered. Um, but I try to remind them like, in my opinion, this is not the words of sheepdog, but mine sheepdog is meant to teach you, Hey, this is how vulnerable you are. Mm -hmm. Here are your holes. Like don't, like here's some big clarity on areas where you can work. And so they'll teach you some basic and maybe you only remember three things. I feel this way in jujitsu all the time. I take a class. I'm like, I'm going to come away with two things, even though they taught me 20. And then next time I see it, I'll, I'll remember it a little bit more, a little bit more, but it takes those reps. So I think sheepdog gives you that baseline of it. Here you are. When you start, let me show you what you don't know. And let me give you clarity on what direction to go when you leave here.
0: Yep. You know, Totally. And I can see why it would be so beneficial to just take it repeatedly. So, mm-hmm. uh, I guess we should mention that you have a discount code for anybody who does want to. Oh check yeah,
1: out. yep. Um, M is in Mary, B as in boy, so M B one zero. It should save you. It's like ten percent, so roughly, uh, I think it saves you a hundred dollars. Yeah, worth it.
0: Super cool. Yeah. Um, okay, so moving on. I do want to that was a really cool experience. And thank you mm-hmm. for being the one that facilitated me getting it done too. Because yeah, even though I had met Tim and knew that I wanted to take it, of course, life just happens. Yeah. And then thankfully us hanging out recently, you were like,
1: no, you're going to
0: take it now. Wow, it was fun to have like okay.
1: six of my friends there, you know? Heck yeah. Um, I'd only ever gone with like one friend before. And so to have a bunch of group of girls feeling like empowered, uh, in not just a girl power, but in like, I legit coming away, knowing how to better protect myself and yep. what areas to focus on down the road. It was, it's just really cool. Yep. Totally. Okay. So I do want to go like a, we'll go like a, a window
0: shop version of like your life. So real fast, like you grew up in Kentucky mm-hmm. and so kind of just walk me through a little bit. Okay. Like that, how do we get here?
1: Homegrown in Kentucky, <laughs> small, small town of Owensboro. And how, how
0: small are we talking?
1: I mean, we celebrated when we got a second Walmart and when we got a waffle house, that was a big deal. Okay. But I mean, have more than one stops light. Like I think Owens, I think at the time I was growing up, don't quote me on this in the surrounding County areas, probably 50,000. Okay. Um, still pretty small, pretty yes. small. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I don't know if y'all have ever seen that reel of like that town recently that got a TJ Maxx and like the band came out and like a DJ came out and there were fireworks. That is the equivalent to my town. So (laughs) now I hate just putting it into perspective, but, um, (laughs) I'm one of six kids. So I have four brothers and a sister and I am, uh, the fifth. So I'm the baby girl. And my sister's like 10 years older, but I have a younger brother. Um, I have like Fourteen or fifteen, maybe sixteen nephews and nieces. Mm. There's another one on the way. I'm like the only one without kids, only one not married. That's that's me and the fam. No pressure. <laughs> They're pretty married. good about not putting pressure on me, and and I think they learned a long time ago. Like, I don't respond to that. So, um, I'm very very happy with my life. But um, okay, so I was there until I was 18, and then I moved to Birmingham, Alabama, and. Uh, was on the track and field team at Sanford university you grew
0: up being a gymnast too, right? Oh, yep.
1: Yeah. I was a gymnast, um, for 12 years competitively for seven years. Okay. Um, and then like in high school played volleyball, ran track, um, and then was on scholarship at Sanford for pole vaulting. It's a pole vaulter for, okay. Cause eight years off. of my life, but four years in college. Um, yeah. Random. But (laughs) they recruit a lot of gymnasts into it because we have, like, upper body, core strength. We're not, like, afraid of that kind of thing. To me, if you've done flips over a four-inch balance beam, like, pole vaulting's nothing. You Mm -hmm. know, I think that's way scarier, but that's just my personal opinion. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, I was in Birmingham for four years. And then after college, er, while I was in Birmingham, I got connected with a company called Pure Bar. It's, like, Pure, B-A-R-R-E. Yep. It's a high end base, mainly geared towards women, but men are welcome. Like women's fitness studio. They use a ballet bar. They're not dancing or anything, but it's very controlled movements. Great workout. Um, got involved with them kind of at the ground level when they were becoming a franchise in Birmingham and, um, moved to seaside Florida right after I graduated, which is like panhandle Florida. It's basically still Alabama, but Uh a very rich little portion of it. Um, Mm -hmm. moved there. If anybody's ever seen the Truman show with Jim Carrey, that's where that was filmed. Um, was there, ran a pier bar there with a girl, uh, helped her run it, um, a girl I went to high school with. And then my old boss called me up, was like, we need you to move like ASAP. Can you take this job in Mobile, Alabama? And they, like, I feel like they called me on a Wednesday. I drove down on a Friday, and they took me out to this, like, wooded property, okay? This is not where this the fitness studio was, but, like, like 20 minutes away from the city, on 150 acres of timber property. And they took me, basically, to this tool shed, and were like we can let you live here for free for three months if you'll move this weekend. And I had a couple years prior painted a picture of where I wanted to live. And when I got to the property, I like walked like right next to the, the tool shed was a cabin that nobody lived in. And then on the other side of the cabin is Lake and it matched the picture. And I was like, okay, I'll take it. And I moved like, I think within two or three days, like I packed up my stuff and moved and took the job and, uh, lit lived on this property it was basically like a compound like um the woman who ended up being my boss it was her uncle lived out there and her grandmother and um they i found out they took bets they thought it was gonna last three days and i ended up staying out there for four years there was no cell service no wi-fi um i only only dvds worked on the tv so like no cable no nothing like i had a record player Played a lot of Merle Haggard, Willie Nelson, like, and uh, I could walk around naked if Uncle Joe was on shift work. Like nobody was out there. Okay, so you're 22 ish when I moved out there. Let's yeah. see, I was 23. I was.
0: Either 22 or 23. Okay, so wait, so you have co- college years. In college years, there's, like, ton of socialization, and you're, uh-huh. you're like, by this point, we're, we're on the thick of it with, like, Facebook, Instagram. That's all we're doing. I was it. not on
1: Instagram yet. Okay. There was no – Instagram might have been out, but I was I was late to both Facebook and Instagram. Okay. I also didn't have, like, a smartphone until I was, I don't know, 24, 25. Like, I was, I was late on all of that. Okay. Personally, I just – Cause
0: that's, I mean, to be in the middle of your twenties at the age that we're at and to have like opted to live somewhere where you didn't have self-service, that is abnormal.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it was, I don't know. And, and I was very extroverted. Um, I know in some spaces, like I'll not gonna do it. Right. But, um, very extroverted. I never lived by myself. So that was pretty drastic change for me. In fact, up until that point when I was by myself for too long, I felt depressed. And later on learning more about my personality type, I learned that this just basically I don't have as much of a high threshold for being alone. Like I need some external stimulation to, to not feel crazy, you know. Um, but yeah, I moved out there and it was one of the best things ever for me to learn to be alone. And probably within a year I got my dog, Glory, and then that really helped me be alone because you're not. Really alone when mm-hmm. you have your dog, you know? You are, but you aren't. Um, got a gun, got a dog, and I was pretty set. <laughs> <laughs> what does a girl need? <laughs> I got a fish and hike. There was a creek that came out the back of the property. Like I did not know anybody though. I knew zero people. Um, that was a little hard at first. Yeah. But um convinced like a friend and my boyfriend at the time, like maybe a year and a half in to move down. They still lived like thirty minutes from me. But um, yeah. It was awesome. I, I love that spot. I went and visited last year. I'm going to go again this year. Like that to me is home. Like I felt for a long time kind of homeless. Like I'd, Kentucky, does, like my home in Kentucky doesn't feel like home. Mm-hmm. Um, Different places in Austin. I love Austin, but I don't have like a, I have a home. But that, that place in the yeah. woods is home.
0: Yeah. Well, it's where you, it sounds like it's where you got acquainted with yourself.
1: Mm-hmm. You grew up with
0: all these siblings and all this life with all these family members, like potentially that's, it could be chaotic. I don't know. I had one sister, so very I'm not chaotic. speaking to something I know, but it, yeah. <laughs> okay. And then, so that was that. And then school, you're still mm-hmm. on teams and sports. You're doing a lot of mm-hmm. things that are, so it sounds like maybe it feels very like very transitional
1: like, part of life. Cause also being in sports my whole life, yeah. I've always been told when to work out, not always been told what to eat, but later on in life, like eat this way, work out this way. This is when your team doing this, this is what you're doing on the weekends. You're going to compete. You're doing this. And then 22, you graduate and boom, it's like, I assume it's similar to the way like military people feel when they get out of the military. Mm -hmm. Like you don't have these people next to you all the time going through the same hardships, the same joy, the same, you don't have that team. You don't have people planning your life for you. You're just all of a sudden like, okay, be an adult, even though you really don't have that many life skills to do it because we've been doing it for you. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, that's how I felt. And so it was a very interesting part of my life, but, um, also feels like home because, uh, uncle Joe, who's not my uncle is my, um, boss. And then later business partner uncle was kind of like just adopted me and he's just a real quiet, calm country man. And he was the best. We would ride on the gator. You know what a gator is? Yes. Okay. Um, it has yeah, four you're from Oklahoma. <laughs> okay. you're from Sorry. Oklahoma. Um, we'd ride on the gator sometimes and drink, uh old Forester whiskey okay. and check all the property lines. Cause there were longhorn cows out there and like wa- uh, wild berries and blueberry patches. And I had a chicken coop right outside my, like I'd walk up in the morning and just get the it's eggs and yeah, but we would check all the property lines and then we would like, um, I'd hold the spotlight for him so he could kill the beavers that were damming up the ponds. And I would, um, take my 22 and do practice on the target shooting and yeah, very country. <laughs> oh
0: my gosh. What an epic, well expert. Oh, yeah, I, I never told it. you this. I, know I love it. And that's four years. I mean, it's, you would just would know, you know, I know the version of you that's here today and you mm-hmm. live in this big city. And so that is, and also that's just, that's just not normal. Right. Or either, right. at least not, I mean, I don't know. not of I that lifespan. It's not yeah. common. It's not common. Yeah. Especially at that stage of life, like all of the above. And so what was your if you could like distill down to like your favorite takeaway from that chapter of your life, you did state like get to know self, but
1: like. There was a lot of time away from electronics during the time. They eventually got, I'm trying to remember, they, there was eventually some cell service later on okay. because my boss had to be able to get a hold of me. Right? Um, but just, I really learned how much I loved being outdoors and in nature. And how great that was for my mental health and just my health in general. Mm-hmm. And also during that time is when I got a dog. And that was the first time I had my own dog. We had a family dog briefly, briefly. Um, I actually grew up scared of dogs for a while because I saw a dog attack like happen in front of me. And But I got a dog and I was like, this dog is my soulmate. Yeah. <laughs> um, and um, it was just... Uh, I'm just so happy that time happened because I don't know if I would have gotten her and she was a big saving grace for me. And I don't know how to answer your question other than learning to be alone mm-hmm. was massive and like learning to be alone and not want to die, not want to distract myself constantly, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. um, just slowing down, mm-hmm. you know,
0: it's interesting too. I had a, my, my guest last week was Craig Bonjelli, the conjugate cowboy from the gym. huh love that dude uh and he at some point he he referenced his dog and anyway one of the things he said was like the most profound impact on his life was his when he was a young adult his dog named lily so Mm -hmm. it's interesting that you're saying this about your first dog that you owned as a young adult and he was like took the time to go down that road as well and say that like that was his first time in his life to experience unconditional love, you know? And, and I absolutely. don't him, but that was basically absolutely was like coming from that.
1: Um, absolutely. And like, since my, that dog glory has passed. Um, one of my best friends who would take care of her when, when uh, the few times I had to be somewhere without her, she recently did like an ayahuasca ceremony and she, glory came to her several times in the ceremony, like several times and was basically saying like, one of the purposes of Glory's life, and I'm not very woo-woo, but I did enjoy this. Um, hey, I, I'm here for woo-woo. <laughs> one of uh, very fact based like, where are the facts on this? <laughs> <laughs> um, was that one of Glory's purposes in life was to show me, like, the love of God in the way that I had never experienced through my personal experience in the church or sure. growing up in a Christian family. Uh it was a way that wasn't based off like behavior based actions. It was like truly unconditional love and to kind of lean into that when thinking about God versus leaning into how I was raised or what I experienced in the church and things like that. So that was a very comforting thought and I definitely agree with it. Mm -hmm. um, That I experienced that more with her than, than any human you know, um, also it taught me to not be so goddamn selfish, you know, like you have a dog, like if you are a good dog owner, you, you think of them more, like your life kind of starts to revolve around them and what they need and, totally. um, Especially the type of dog owner I, I try to be like, my dogs go everywhere, everywhere, work, travel, everywhere. Yeah.
0: No, they really, okay. So I now want to beeline over to. Jitsu, because yeah. that is like what I knew about you before I knew you. Yeah. And that is what the internet knows most about you. I feel, although you do give a really good window into like, <laughs> your life. if you watch my stories, yes. you'll, you'll
1: see what my life's actually like. And it's so fun. Um, like I, I love watching. This
0: stuff. It's just lighthearted. It's just real. It's not, um, I feel like my, know.
1: my stories are for the OG, the OG followers. <laughs> the
0: real, fans. They're for the real fans. Well, they're also like, um, you know, I, Matt Choi, actually, which we're going to hopefully get y'all linked up me, but uh-huh. He's awesome. And I heard a clip of something in an interview that he did recently where he was talking about because he's grown substantially in his content as well. Like, uh-huh. it's crushing. It's just doing phenomenally. Yeah. He's a really hard worker. He's a good dude. I actually had him on this podcast sometime last year, and it was great. But this was something we didn't even touch on at that time. And it was basically something to do with his content. And he was just like, you know, I think at some point we got – in the weeds with, and I'm going to, yet again, this is me butchering what I was Mm -hmm. hearing. So it's not going to be perfect, but he was saying that with the content creation stuff, so often we can feel at times pigeonholed to like, okay, well well, now we need to just do this one thing, or we just need to be educational or Mm -hmm. whatever, you know, we need to provide value. And he's like, providing value is being entertainment. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It gets to be, I, I just liked his disposition about it because I feel like if you go to your stories, it's like, it's just real life. It's not, yeah, this, it's, it's not this curated experience. It's not shot on a, you know, cinematic all the time. Whatever no. Anything that's just relatable. Like, I enjoy that type of stuff. So if I enjoy consuming mm-hmm. it, then it's just... It's been uh,
1: cool. So, okay. also dependent on how much cradle or caffeine I've had that day. So, if I've had more, you're going to get a lot of stories. <laughs> if I've had less, the you know, volume, I may not see me for a day or two. It does vary. <laughs> That's so true. So, now you click on it, you're like, why does she have 50 little dots up there?
0: <laughs> and then, like, sometimes, and there's a lot of reposts happening, but I also love the reposts too mm-hmm. because I think you do a good job of supporting people on there too. Oh, yeah. So, uh, okay. So, I want to go to. The jujitsu part, and like, okay. when did that come into your life?
1: Okay, so I moved to Austin for grad school, right? So I didn't start grad school until like twenty, and um, at the time I was dating a guy in Kentucky who was into jujitsu um, and kickboxing, and but had never like asked me to come do it or anything. And for whatever reason, I'd never done it. So I move here, and he comes to visit me, and. uh was like, I've been following 10th planet online. Cause 10th planet was just starting 10th planet. Austin has always done a good job of having an Instagram presence. And so I guess they were just, they were still inside of on it. Cause they used to be, their gym used to be inside of on squad. Yep. <laughs> and, um, in that little racquetball room, that's what I call it. The basketball room, yes. tiny little room. And he like begged time. me to go. And I was studying for now. I was like, I did not have fucking time for this. And, um, he begged me to go. I went Had a blast.
0: No way. So it wasn't you seeking it out. It was somebody Mm -hmm. else like shoving you. Yeah. He was
1: like, let's go. I really want to go. Please come. So I went and, uh, (laughs) sorry, I'm just thinking about who my first partner was, which won't matter for this podcast because nobody will know who Ed is, but (laughs) it was fun. And, um, and, but I, and ironically, so the owner of 10th Planet Austin, his name is Curtis. He comes up to me after class like i think my boyfriend at the time had gone to the bathroom whatever he's like hey he was just trying to build more girl base there and he was talking to me about it and he was like you could really do well like do you have an instagram like if you just post your stuff like you know you get free rash guards which is what we wear in nogi jujitsu um kind of looks like a surf shirt right um you get free rash guards are like 60 bucks a pop right he's like this girl in there he points to his now wife priscilla he's like she doesn't pay for any gear you know and um which Kurt is kind of brilliant. He really encouraged us to post stuff, which is both for our benefit and our growth, but also that really helps grow the business, totally. you know, um, one help females grow in the sport, but also you're in a male di- dominated sport. You have girls doing the sport. I mean, it's just, it's just going to pop off, Sure. you know? Sure. So, um, he said that to me, I don't come back for two years because I was in grad school, super busy. I also got very, very sick during grad school, um, both physically and mentally. I just, it was not uh, it was a very dark time for me for parts of it. And then as soon as I graduated, I, um, I didn't even look for a job for three months. Cause I had worked, I had worked unlike a lot of the other, um, kids at grad school, you know, they come straight out of undergrad. I had worked, I'd saved money. So I didn't need to go to work right away. I was like, fuck this. I'm done studying for the boards. I'm doing this. I'm, I want to go back to jujitsu. I've been wanting to do it the whole time. So I went and, um, and I just did it like, Almost every day, I feel like. I mean, I don't know exactly if I did. I don't remember. But I did it a ton. I'd go to lunch class. And then Priscilla, who's now the owner's wife, um, worked with me like for free for like two hours after. And then was like, let's make videos. And they were just like, let's do videos. Let's do them. And you'll learn. You'll be able to look back and see your stuff. And so I did. And she put me in her video. And I, again, don't quote me on this. But I, I went from like maybe had a 1000 followers on Instagram, just regular posting my dog sure. to like she gave me six thousand almost overnight. Wow! But just being in her videos, because she already had maybe 60 k, and she was, in my opinion, I think she was one of the first OG uh, jujitsu Instagram girls.
0: And how many years ago is this now?
1: Do, 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 five, five years ago. Because okay. I was, I was, oh, I started a month before I turned thirty, so I started pretty late. Okay. Yeah, and I'll be thirty-five next month. So. Okay ooh it's, it's so crazy <laughs> to me I mean
0: one it's still way young but also it's still just I it's don't know this wild. wild my um, own age is weird to me I guess yeah it's just,
1: just wild but um, yeah so that started and I really fell in love with it I tried to join the wrestling team in high school and also I just
0: know that you're a freaking babe and you're also like in insane shape. Like people in the, like, you. so there's that, whatever we can do, whatever we want with age. You're a babe and you're in great shape. Continue. Well, thank
1: you. <laughs> um, but I tried to run the wrestling team in high school cause I've always been very, I've always been aggressive.
0: Yeah, that's what I loved about what you said in the, I've heard you and say the it before. You, know, thing. you said it in the sheepdog thing. You're like, I
1: have, I have a natural aggressive bent. Um, always wanted to do more of the contact sports, always, but never really had the opportunity cause I had a dad who was pretty protective and, there weren't a ton of contact sports for girls where I came from. Yeah. I definitely didn't know about jujitsu or wrestling or anything that growing up until high school. I think my freshman year, the wrestling team started, there were no girls. My dad's like, you have to wear a onesie and wrestle boys. Like, absolutely not. So yeah, benefits of having an evangelical father, but <laughs> very productive. <laughs> yeah. um, so, uh, but yeah, so I was like, oh hell yeah. Like, let's do this. And I just threw myself into it for the first three months, got hooked. And then, also, my friend, one of my best friends here, her name's Lauren Brandt. Um, Lauren underscore Burby, you are on Instagram. She's also a jiu-jitsu girl. You met her at Sheepdog. She was okay. my partner, like, the whole time in the jiu-jitsu. The blonde one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I yeah, love Yeah, my her. height, blonde. Yeah. yeah. We started the same week. We didn't know each other, and we just hit it off, and she became, like, my training partner. For first two years, I feel like we basically just trained with each other. That girl is a vibe. Yeah, she's She's awesome. funny. Yeah, she's a lot of fun. Shout <laughs> out, Lauren. She's a good time. Um, she's also the one who did the ayahuasca trip and like saw glory and yeah. all that. Yeah, She's girl, girl. She was funny.
0: Cause wasn't she saying too, like she'd rather just like stay home and hang out with her. What? Cat.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, she's like, I'm not naturally like aggressive, but there's like a switch that flips. Um, this is in reference to some girl at sheepdog had asked, how does that flip switch for y'all to like get aggressive? And I'm like, girl, I've been violent. Yeah. <laughs> It's oh weird. yeah it's like it, it's more like how do I turn it off <laughs> yeah but um anyway the different yeah. different time um so Jiu-Jitsu, jiu-jitsu okay yeah so then I just started and I my first year I probably had 17 different matches like I competed a ton yeah and then COVID happened and when COVID happened you know legally the gym had to shut down but we had little covert quote-unquote gyms and the gym gave out mats. And I already owned my own mat, so I was running a, you know, 1,600-square-foot house that was, this was so dope. It's an HOA, but my backyard opened up to a fenced-in, off-leash dog park, like private dog park. So literally, it was amazing. And at that time, there were four or five dogs living in my house, not all mine. Um, Three at the time were mine because Wolfie wasn't born yet. Um, oh gosh, but is... yeah, then we had a pit bull there and a um, border collie and at one point a boxer. So at one point there were like six. So you open the back fence and there's a three acre, give or take a few, off-leash dog park with a retention pond and it was awesome. And so I convinced one of our coaches and um, a couple of my teammates to move in with me and we'll just all bunk here because at the beginning of covid you know, everybody took it more seriously well and
0: you had no idea what was gonna well, happen yeah we didn't I know i moved in with friends during that yeah. time too. and
1: i'm in the medical field so i really had to limit exposure exposure but i still want to train and this was just like for the first little while until we started figuring out we were being yeah mm-hmm. yeah my personal opinion Beep, boop. <laughs> um so <laughs> uh yeah we trained every day like we did jujitsu every day one of the girls was a yoga instructor and a viking ninja instructor which is like a lot of kettlebells still maces yeah. so we worked out every day we did yoga um, a couple times a week we trained we also i hope i can say this on I did a lot of mushrooms in the dog park uh, we spent easter doing mushrooms we all put mushrooms in like applesauce and ate it and like laid blankets out and all like the people in the neighborhood were out there with their kids and we one of the girls did an Easter egg hunt for us, which was hilarious. There was these big boulders out there. I remember like trying to lift this boulder, trying to find an egg, which there's, I could not surely do. Surely there's an egg under that. Surely, surely. And, uh, yes. man, it was so, Literally that was Easter. such a good day. That was such a good day. And the same girl who was like yoga and Viking ninja also made really good, like down home meals. So we had like five star meals every day. Like oh, yeah. it was, uh, we made the most time. of COVID. Yeah. We made the most of COVID and, um, Got a train, you know, with a black belt, so that was really cool too. We all leveled up, like all of us got but. belts when the gym opened back up. Like we all like went up a belt level, yeah. which was really cool. And we just kept each other sane, you know, because um, I remember my roommate at the time, Lexi, she was like, "I'm I'm gonna go up to Dallas and, and stay on my grandparents' farm." And I was like, "No, dude, don't don't leave me. Let's not freak out." Like I got the wiper out. I was like, "Let's make goals." And um, anyway. And then that's how Dogfight Dojo was born. So we called the little – my house, we called it the Dogfight Dojo. And that's because, one, I have a lot of dogs, but, two, Dogfight is a position in 10th Planet Jiu-Jitsu system. So it's not about dogs actually fighting each other. It's like an actual position. Mm. Um, And – If you look at our logo, like, our dog's initials are all hidden in the logo of the paw, which is pretty cool. It's, like, a geometrical paw thing. Yeah. Um, And then so I started building an Instagram for it to, like, build an audience and then potentially drop rash uh, rash guards. Mm -hmm. And um, Lexi and I, like, worked on that originally. um, And... Yeah, but we ended up dropping, like, the Don't Tread on Me rash guard, and that did really well. It looks cool. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Uh, yeah, Maria was wearing it, a sheepdog. Yep. Um, yep. That one was real popular, especially during that time. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, so basically I built an audience. It, it did well. Like, I was really surprised. I thought, one, people might get FOMO because they're stuck at home and they don't want to see it, or, or would they be interested in what we're doing? And people really I, – I got so many messages from people being like, this is – helping keep me sane. This is inspiring me. Thanks for sharing this stuff. And, yeah. um, even when I went to what we call the Jiu-Jitsu Olympics, ADCC last year, I had people like stopped me and instead of being like, I follow you on your personal page. They'd be like I've been following dojo- Dogfight dojo since you started it. And it, it, that like, that made me tear up when people tell me that. Cause it was such a passion project yeah. and also an area where, um, you know, I had this platform for my own personal Instagram, but I'm, I'm not that great at Jiu-Jitsu. I'm a very average blue belt. Like I have no delusions about that, you know, or illusions or whatever the correct word is. Yeah. Um delusions, you got delusions it. okay. <laughs> <You're> so <good. laughs> um, I have friends who are way better at me, but maybe they don't have like the knack for social media or maybe they do have the knack they don't realize it yet, right? So yep. Dogfight Dojo is where I could like really project out my friends as well. I didn't want it to just be Mary's backup page, mm-hmm. which at times it has been when I've been lacking on content or fallen behind, right? Um but it it was a good way for me to push my friends. Um, but that has kind of been on the back burner. Like, it was just a rash guard company, essentially. Yeah. Um, but uh, then my sister-in-law law and I took over um, the company. And after a little, after like a year or so, we had several deaths in the family backpack, including her dad. And we just kind of put it on pause. Mm-hmm. And we both have other business ventures that have just been more lucrative. And so but that's the great thing about this project is like, we didn't have to put all this money into it. It's like a passion project for us. And we talk about picking it back up later. You know, I still put things out on the Instagram and, um, want to develop some other rash guards. It's just whenever,
0: whenever we feel like it, right. You got some stuff going on. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so what, uh, before, cause that actually is going to lead me super well to the other thing, which is content creation. I want to talk about that because that's, it's mm-hmm. a big part of your life. In addition to being an occupational therapist mm-hmm. and an athlete competitively mm-hmm. and all the things that you do. Uh, but with BJJ specifically. So you, uh, it's interesting to know that
1: you mm-hmm. were kind of pushed into
0: it, but yeah. then you were like, you found this, oh, I have oh, this aggression. Yeah. This just fits nicely. And
1: community. I need, I hadn't had that sort of community since I had been done with sports in college. Yeah. Like, so from 22 to essentially 30, I kind of felt like I was wandering the world by myself. hmm Which you is know? not a good feeling. No. There were parts of it that were beneficial, like out on the farm and things like that. Yep. Um, you know, I had a boyfriend throughout some of that time. I had a couple friends here and there, but like and through grad school I had friends. But I, I was greatly I require that community and yeah. I require a physical activity, a sport, not just working out like that did fill the void for a little bit. Mm-hmm. But I needed like minded women out there who um wanted to be aggressive, I guess. <laughs> um but also were these were more of a priority. I don't know how else to put that. And I need men too. I, I very much so require male companionship. Like yeah. not just in a boyfriend way, but like I need male friends yeah. and I have always had some good platonic male friendships. Obviously that can get tricky. You don't always know if, what their agenda is. vice versa. But um, I've really been able to develop some really good male friendships yeah. and, and, and through this sport as well. But in this, I'm kind of getting off base here, but in jujitsu, in this gym particularly, this is the time of my life, these last five years I've been doing jujitsu. I have never had more female friends than I do now. Yeah. I always had a good core group of female friends throughout my whole life. And they're all almost always, they all play sports. Um, but now I have more close female friends than I do male friends. Yeah. Like I talk to more girls on a daily basis than I do guys. And that is um, like on a personal level, yep. you being one of them. Yep and a lot recently like like you said like we've become very close i feel like very fast Mm. um real real recognizes real (laughs) (laughs) i think you're just as real and authentic as you do me um but that's a really cool that that's just different totally i wasn't even seeking it just happened yeah one's what
0: we we'll talk we talked about with those instructors you know the instructors were mm-hmm. all they all are practitioners of, of BJJ and a number of other things mm-hmm. and and I and I noted that it was a really special thing to feel like there was reciprocal respect so I would imagine it's the same thing you know you get in there and you train together and you have this reciprocal respect that you've built through this yeah. journey with one another but I totally relate to you in the sense of the fact that like there's so I I belong to a program, a program of recovery, right? Like I'm in mean right. recovery. And one of the things, one of the phrases that we say that I love is, you know, the, the women, the, the men will, will pat your butt. Right. Mm-hmm. But the women will save it. Yeah. And so specifically towards from woman to woman, that's a you great, know, that's it's, great a, way to yeah, put it's it. a great thing to think of, about. And so of course it's not saying don't be friends with dudes. There's right. Not right. It's just kind of a general But it's just to understand that truly whenever push comes to shove in my life as a woman, uh, a heterosexual woman, like when something happens, being able to have a woman to call on is very powerful and they Mm -hmm. don't have any hidden agenda. And I'm not saying that every male does, but it's, you know, right. so those are just really like those relationships hit different. And when you can show up well to a female friendship, like, and then that person, it's just, it's different.
1: Yeah. I would say too, um, and I'm sure you mean it like this too, um, correct me if I'm wrong, but like just say like, oh, the women don't have a hidden agenda. They don't, and if it's heterosexual, right? Like I'm a heterosexual female as well. My heterosexual female friends also don't have hidden hidden agendas like sexually with me, right? Like Mm -hmm. in that physical way. Now, have I run into other females um, throughout this process who have hidden agendas in other ways, whether it's to Mm -hmm. take you down or to use you in this way or that? Sure, and have I? been guilty of that in the past i would love to say no like i'd love to look back and like no but i think on some level there have been times i have and um but i really really try to be uh as very important to me mm-hmm. to not be that person so let
0: me ask you then if you feel like you can identify times in the past where maybe that was the case what do you think happened for you to kind of pivot that to where you even just have more awareness around it today or more intentionality behind it? Like, was there anything in particular that you could identify? I just
1: think maturity and like growing out of some insecurities. I think a lot of that stemmed from insecurity in the past. I, uh, I don't know how to say this without being like pat myself on the back. I, I do think my mom instilled in me at a young age to like celebrate, other people's victories yeah. and I really appreciate that about her and I know a lot of people can't remember like their childhood remember things vivid. I am somebody who has like lots of memories lots of very vivid memories and I can also remember ways I thought and felt if something held an emotion for me I can remember what I was wearing yeah you know and so I have memories vividly from like the fourth grade of mean girl things going on and the way I thought and felt about it and being happy still today, how I thought and felt about those things. Right. Um, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm spider webbing here a little bit, but like, uh, <laughs> okay. I think that just continuing hopefully to mature and, or be called out. Um, or I think a lot of times in the past, the ones I think about where I feel like, Ooh, I might've used that person or, uh, in a negative way mm-hmm. or, um, might have not been cheering for them right it uh-huh. uh, was definitely breeded out of some insecurity and um, I may not have been as aware in the moment as I am now looking back yeah right I think it's nice to be able to hold space for the idea that
0: like I, I feel for myself that that there's this part of me. I'm a very honest by nature person. If mm-hmm. I'm aware of it, I will be honest with you. Mm-hmm. I'm grateful for that. Yeah, you it do, was taught to me. You do seem like that. And as long as I've known you this far. Yeah. Well, and my parents always said, they were like, don't ask Claire unless you want the answer. And mm-hmm. as a result, they didn't ask me. What things. <laughs> But they were like, really don't, you know, but what I have learned is that I also can be delusional and like, so that's just, you know, Mm -hmm. so then to hold space for that, or whenever you were unaware at the time that you were maybe not truly cheering for that individual, like delusion is a part of us being human in my experience. Right. And then it's just, okay, I just hold space for that version of me and I can continue to grow and mature and all those things. But, uh, maybe I didn't have the awareness that I have today. And, and recognizing that that wasn't useful,
1: you know? Can I say one more thing on this? Okay. I know that's a little off topic, but... You're good. I think one thing I learned in the last couple years where I felt like um, I was trying very hard to not be that girl, that girl that was using somebody or, like, keep your friends close, your enemies closer, mm. you know? mm mm-hmm. um, Was realizing when I couldn't handle something. So, for example, when there was a time where I had to be around an ex a lot and then had to be around their new girl. Well, I wanted to be, it was important to me to be welcoming because they were in my environment. It was important for me to also not lose face, not to make it look like I cared, but to to truly be as welcoming to them as I would any other new person. Mm -hmm. And at some point in that time, because that was very, uh, Like difficult for me, very hurtful for me to have that in front of me. Nobody was doing anything wrong; it was just hard. You know, I hadn't gotten over it. Totally. Um, I realized "Ah, not my sink, not my dishes. Like there's a lot of other girls here in this environment that can be the host, can be the welcoming the new person who can who can be the welcoming committee because that's normally a a role I play a lot, and I'm okay with that. I like I like that. I like doing it. I like making people feel welcome. Um, but it was, there was this moment where I was like, ah, you're not ready for that with this person and that's okay. Don't be mean. Right. Don't, don't not answer if they're talking to you, but you don't, you don't have to do that, Mary. Like it, you need to heal a little bit and, uh, and then, then maybe, you know, be friends with them. You don't have to be everybody's best friend. That was a very freeing, I don't know. I don't think it was a conversation or anything. Just one day I was like, I can't handle that. Yeah. And I don't have to, you ladies, my other friends, like you all got this. Y'all can go be the welcoming committee Mm -hmm. for this person. Mm -hmm. And um, I'm going to hold back because this isn't feeling very authentic for me. And sometimes we have to do things that don't feel authentic if they're the right things. Um, I'm a big believer in, in that, you know, Um, but it wasn't wrong for me not to play that role. Right. So I was just like honest with myself and was like, end up having a conversation with that girl later down the road when I was far past it. And she kind of brought it up. I think she kind of felt the, super welcoming in the distance and mm-hmm. i was i was just like hey i can't handle it and um i was just gonna defer to the other girls to you know yeah you know we didn't have to be those friends and we can't be later down the road but like i don't want to trauma bond i don't want to bond over a mutual dislike for somebody i don't want to um because at this point she had ended you know they had ended you know mm-hmm. and i was like i, I don't want to bond over a a, a mutual we both broke up with the same person. Sure. You, does that make sense? Yeah, that no, makes perfect um, sense. Um I don't think she'd mind at all me saying any of this, but uh yeah, so I just um lost my train of thought on that. But
0: no, it's just that you you recognize
1: that's one area where I was like, This I am really forcing this and it's hard for me not to have an agenda here mm-hmm. of like make this get close to this person and then see what's going on. i like, I don't want that. It's a very similar thing to like um, when you break up with somebody and then you start posting all these stories so they can see what you're doing. Sure. Make sense? Yeah. Super petty, super immature. Yeah. I've, I've done it. Yeah. And so to keep myself from doing that, when I've uh, had breakups in the last couple of years, I'll end up blocking that person from my story, even when there's no... And I'll tell them, like, hey, I'm I look, we had a good breakup. Yep. Um, I don't want to post things for your benefit. I'll just be honest. And yeah. I've done that. Like, I am hiding you from my story so that I'm not letting this situation control me indirectly.
0: Yeah. I literally, I feel very comfortable publicly sharing this at this time Mm -hmm. that my most recent relationship that ended, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, there was a conversation that was had because we're both on social media. And so, you know, a respectful, what is the best way to deal with this? And I don't know that this, you know, I think every individual situation is different and I commend that individual Constantly, and you've heard it. Yeah, from you me do. A million you speak times. very highly, very highly, because I truly do respect him, um, and I want nothing but the best for him. And but it was really cool to be able to have a human to human conversation. Of you know what, what's probably best right now is. block to take place so that each individual can do what they need to do. And it's not coming from a place of hate. Um, it's it's not not coming from a place like that. It's simply, I have got to focus tremendous amounts of energy elsewhere and not allowing myself to have access to check in or vice versa is probably a healthy thing at this time. So it was a decision that was made and, and I'm good with that, you know, and, Mm -hmm. and I feel that I needed it at that time. Mm -hmm. And so I think it's just, it's cool. Like we get to navigate things in ways that are, you know, I, I guess with that, the thought for me at that time was like, what's going to be the most supportive to growth for both individuals Mm -hmm. and not that you're going to nail it perfectly, but like, what does that look like? You know, Mm -hmm. what, what boundary does need to be in place so that that way I can truly strive forward and heal. I don't need to be checking in yeah, and and I don't need to, for them to be checking in.
1: I think a lot of us know what the boundary should be, but then getting to a point personally for me where I could set the boundary for myself. And keep it uh, was really helpful, and mm-hmm. I wasn't always perfect. I mean, pettiness, can come out, girl. <laughs>
0: like, like, hey, a little bit
1: ma- <laughs> yeah. like, even okay. So I'm dating Andrew, Andrew Craig now. Right? Andrew yeah, yeah. Craig. Um, he's great, he love him, asked, he's amazing. He never talks to me, by the way, which is totally <laughs>
0: fine. But he actually asked me how the thing was
1: this weekend. I was like, oh, Are we? Are we friends? And he's probably like. No. <laughs> well, he, he knows how much I talk about you um, yeah he's awesome I, I'm i very very happy but like you know we date a little bit and then we're broken up for a year but we're good friends but I had to hide my stories from him for a while just because I it fucked my head to see him seeing my stories and I just yeah. had to tell him like look look yeah. I didn't tell him right away I wanted to fuck with him a little bit but later on <laughs> when I was actually trying to heal and uh, I don't even know how we got here but that is to me a good that was a good maturing point and growth point for me is like I don't want to live in pain. Yeah. I don't want to live in the what ifs like and it it took me getting there. Yeah. For example, in our relationship for me to like sit down and be like, "Hey, this is what I want. Are you cool with it? this is what you want?" And that, you know, now we're together and it's great. Yeah. But um that's a whole different podcast. Yeah. But uh just for the record, my boyfriend's wonderful. I just gonna yeah. that out there.
0: No, I love I love seeing you happy. That's about all I've got. I don't know him well. But the idea that you walk—I'm very life happy. Generally, like <laughs> you do a lot of things that you want to be doing, and he seems to be supportive, and that's about all I got. But like, I'm down for a he's ha- Such a good is team is player. You don't want to do the pain thing, you know what you said about the don't do the pain, and it's like yeah, yeah in the gym there's this pain that's a but like that's like a safe container for that, or that's an appropriate container for this right. That thing, right? But in life yeah, I don't, I don't want to inflict pain upon you like emotional pain mm-hmm. and I don't want to receive it either. So mm-hmm. what, you know, what can we do to try to like, we, we literally physiologically, like we are, yeah, I think that's the right one. We're, we're pain avoiding creatures. We're mm-hmm. pleasure seeking, pain avoiding. Right. But i also don't want to cause that for the other individual either. Right. So like, I, that,
1: I understand there's like a, in any painful emotional situation, like sitting in the pain for a little bit, I like not avoiding it. Is yeah. Like, but, like, when I continue to inflict pain upon myself right. because of the choices I'm making, mm-hmm. and it, it we're talking right now in, in breakup situations, like, God, I'm so tired of doing that to myself, or I was, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and when I finally decided, all right, time to move forward, like... Um, that was a really good moment for me. Yeah, bigger, yeah. better things to do mm-hmm. for
0: sure. Mm-hmm. Okay, so by the way, we're like coming close to an hour, <laughs> so we okay. definitely already did. And I really, I we're gonna go a little over it. If that's, that's cool. Yeah, I that's definitely, I, mean I got time. The content creator bit. I want to hang out there for just a minute and kind of. So it sounds like you started to create content about five years ago mm-hmm. with yep. your with Priscilla. Yeah, and so she they encouraged you to start to create, and so the thing about the content creation, what I wanted to touch on is, is what we've kind of talked about between the two of us off air is that, you know, I've learned from you. You inspire me in that way, the way that you show up organically there, you know, the way that you show up authentically there, but you also do smart things. You take smart actions. You're aware of things on there. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, you're intentional with it. So Mm -hmm. you do this whole authentic show up, but also there's this intentional component. And so, and it's, you, you mm-hmm. have a presence there. So with, I guess my question it, it was how long, but five years, what is it today? Your relationship with it today, what would be your high low with social media and with content creation, being a creator? Um, you know, what is something that you feel is a high from it? And then what is something that you struggle with, with it?
1: It may be a little of me talking in a circle to figure out this answer for myself, okay. you know? I would say in the beginning, when you first start growing, yeah, that's like, oh, ding, ding, ding. Sure. Like, oh, man, this is doing good. This is doing good. This is good. Very motivating. Dope After man. a while, I think just like with anything, it doesn't give you the same like hit, right? Um, and that's where, like, the discipline comes in, yeah, <laughs> which I have been up and down with at different times. Um, and now it doesn't give me nearly like that just regular rush or hit as it did five years ago yep. um, at times it can be a burden um, but I have to reframe that a lot in my brain of like Mary you've kind of been I don't want to just say given the platform because I have put work into it Totally. I have, there's like I've had people say oh you're a pretty girl and I'll, I'll make the joke well I'm a girl in a male-dominated sport like I've got an ass like of course it does. Well, like I also realize that's part of it. I'm not stupid and I'm not going to act like that's not part of it. Yeah. But if, if that's all it took every single girl at my gym, because they, I, my gym is literally full of hot chicks. <laughs> it just is. Like, <laughs> so I was like, you haven't seen my friends yet. If you think I'm the hottest JJ girl, like, yeah. like wait till you see my friends. They're just a smoke show. Um, all of them would be at the same number. Right. Um, but consistency consistency is king Mm -hmm. it really is Mm -hmm. um so okay so i was saying it can be a burden at times it can be like oh why am i shadow banned oh why did this not grow oh you can compare yourself i I feel fairly blessed that i haven't done too much of the comparison comparison game within my demographic Mm -hmm. um it has happened at times but not not too much um But I have to remind myself, like, I, I am fortunate to have this platform and my content creation, in my opinion, is kind of easy. Like, okay, my brother, he's a TikToker and he does like these, um, he's a acting coach and improv and I might be butchering it, but he has to really put some thought into his shit. Like skits. Yeah. Yep. Skits. And then some of it, some of it is just like advice for actors or aspiring actors. Okay. Um, in my opinion, he's got to put a lot of thought into those things. For me, I go to class. You know, my coach teaches something. I'm like, "There's my content for the day. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna film it. You film it mm-hmm. and put it out there. It took me five minutes. You know, in the beginning, it took me like an hour because right. I was working with Priscilla and she was very much a perfectionist, which really helped us a lot in the beginning learn. And I didn't know what I was doing It took a lot more time. Now I'm just whoop, whip it out like i made with i uh, cannot say denny's last name but he came in for a seminar pro uh, sorry denny <laughs> i can't say your last <laughs> name he's greek um he's eddie bravo's first black belt who's like the god of 10 planet um so he whipped out fucking almost 20 videos with me in under five minutes like i've never had anybody that he's like, okay i got it because i am what you call the okay i'm the person they they demo on because yes. by the way guys i'm just a blue belt we never like really got to the end of my jujitsu or up to date but I'm a, I'm a blue belt and um in the 10th planet system you can't teach online and think until you're maybe a brown belt which fine by me I'm happy to just be demonstrated on and I'll yeah. learn you know <laughs> okay so the point is I feel like the jujitsu content specifically that I've created up to this point is like not hard to make and I am not expected to look hot like I mean yeah, I'm in spandex and I do work out but I don't have to have makeup on mm-hmm. my hair does not have to be done mm-hmm. um if you look though, if you scroll way back in the beginning you'll see there's a lot more thought into my hair and my face <laughs> and now i am just giving up <laughs> like, well, whatever. but like back then I had these like warrior braids in. they looked awesome and now um my hair is ripping out, and I'm going bald in certain spots, but um from all the hair being ripped but uh yeah there's this um there's not all this pressure because I'm like, well people expect me expect me to look sweaty and gross, okay, so I don't know how well I'm answering your question, but um but now i we had this conversation the other day about like optimizing, mm-hmm. and that's kind of stuck true with me i've I've kind of had this formula forever it's worked well enough, but like I should, if I really want to move forward in the influencer space on Instagram content creation, I need to start optimizing what I'm doing. Yes. I use trending audios. Yes. I use these hashtags. Yes. I post at the same time every day. Um, I know little tips and tricks here and there. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, but there, it could definitely be way bigger than it is in my opinion. Um, but I haven't prioritize it. And then at this time in my life, I'm okay with that. We kind of talked about this before the podcast is. Totally. Um I think because I have other areas of income, um and other priorities and I'm, I don't know, I'm I'm happy right now. Like uh I think I was on Instagram a lot more when I wasn't as happy in my personal life, but I'm, I'm very happy. Yeah. <laughs> um so it's easy for things to kind of go to the wayside, but um I know that that it's there if I want to start optimizing and growing it. I know I can do that. Yes. Does that make sense? But I'm also... I think the reason it's more sustainable for me than it has been for some of my friends who I've spoken to is they feel like they're forcing themselves to do it. They feel like it has to be perfect. And like seeking perfectionism and content creation, I think, is the killer of all joy. Like it's no longer fun to make anymore. And um, it will burn you out so fast, Mm -hmm. right? Now, again, I think I could be at a little bit higher standard than I'm at. But I'm also... I can whip out this content really fast and post You're it. Real. and does okay. Yeah. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah. Well, and I love the fact that you just touched on, cause I know with my own journey with it, cause it all started last year for me. Right. Mm-hmm. And so it was this like, and it all, it was such a whirlwind and it all happened so fast at first and then it slowed down and I'm, I'm grateful for that, but it was ego feeding. So like mm-hmm. when I think of, yes, it was like when it all started for me, it was like, Dopamine, dopamine, dopamine. For oh my sure, gosh, no yeah. way. And what? You know, it's so disorienting normal. and exciting. And also I was like, you know, oh, but like, don't don't really look at it. You know, I remember just being like, look away. I don't know what's going on. I'm just mm-hmm. gonna go over here and create. And but I wasn't delusion. I wasn't so aware of the fact that it was really feeding my ego. Mm-hmm. And just your ego being fed you're not satiated from that. Mm-hmm. Like for me, that was not, that's not the deal. Mm-hmm. And so it had to return to, and there had to be space of time of like, what are you doing here? Mm-hmm. Why do you want to be here? Because I think it's a really interesting thing. It's this alluring thing that people see and they think, oh, I want to be a creator or whatever. And that's cool. Right. And like, I have fun with it. Like you have fun with mm-hmm. it. We like it. Um, but But why, you know, and and knowing that it's going to require a lot of discipline, it's going Mm -hmm. to require a lot of time, it's going to need to be sustainable, you're going to have to continue to show up, you know, it's is and so is that something you desire sufficiently. And so then the lows of it, you know, I think it's just cool to touch on the fact that it just like anything else you do, like it's this beautiful blessing that's provided incredible opportunities for you. It really has. It really ha- And I feel strongly that way. Like mm-hmm. it, I say all the time, it kind of introduces you before you walk in the room in some situations mm-hmm. and that's, that's really, a good way to put it really cool. Like that's a byproduct of this thing that you just naturally do which is so cool mm-hmm. uh but then it comes with the reality that all these people now can say whatever they want and i think you probably do a great job which is kind of I, I love that you bite back occasionally that's just oh that. i do i have oh, I okay so, so
1: talking shit is my favorite You're pastime to, I, love I love anytime i have a chance to be witty um I really enjoy it. There's some people you just don't need to respond to, right? Really, ladies? Yep. but, um, especially the keyboard black belts. That's what I call them. Keyboard black belts. <laughs> okay. That's funny. <laughs> Men love to break apart. Like any, anything I'm doing. I'm like, first of all, if you're getting your ju- ju- jujitsu advice from a blue belt, that is your problem. My friend, <laughs> like you shouldn't be on this page getting jujitsu advice from me, baby. You know, like yeah. I'm just posting my journey. Like, yeah. um, so that always makes me laugh when they, they do stuff like that. But, yeah. um, I do, you do see my comments back, right? Oh, I love it. Oh, it's a good time.
0: I love it. I'm not sure where I stand on it, which is why you just kind of <laughs> see me be this neutral. Yeah. Because I'm not sure where I stand on it. But I do really enjoy humor. And I grew up with a very sarcastic father. And so trust me, many times I see things like that. And like, I mean, even just one yesterday, I don't even remember which one it was. On Somebody's, mine? And no, it wasn't oh. yours. It was something, uh... One of my posts, I don't know. Somebody comments something. I can't think of it off the top of my head, but whatever it was, uh, it just I laugh a lot. You know, like in response, I laugh at something digging at me or the I don't right. know, whatever, and then I just like in my brain, I was like thank you so much for showing up to class today. Like, we're just so grateful that you're here. You yeah. Know? And that's what happened in my head. But then I like, don't want to like, I don't know where I stand on it. And yeah. I just thought
1: that was funny. Like my response yeah. in my
0: brain was like, this is funny. Yeah. I didn't do anything with it. I don't yeah. know.
1: I, I have a good time with it. Um, sure. Have there been things that have actually gotten under my skin from time to time? Yeah. yeah but, um, for the most part, I have a really, uh, I enjoy my comebacks. Yeah. And uh, I think the people who have followed me for a while, uh, they enjoy them they do But we be looking um, even my, so my, <laughs> be looking. my my very best friend her name is Candace she's my human form of a soulmate um she, she's from Kentucky but lives across the border in Indiana and she doesn't do jujitsu. she's a mom a a, a uh, insurance agent like it doesn't have any life resembling mine okay yeah. and her and her coworkers who I have never met follow my page to read the comments and the the my little little well, yes. comebacks <laughs> some are better than others but. I love
0: it uh, okay well is there anything else on content creation that you feel like speaks to you that you would love to speak on and if not that's cool but...
1: yeah oh, so I did mention already like perfectionism is the killer of all joy yeah okay and I can only speak to the space I've been in like um I recently went to the Maldives um on this paradise challenge thing because um, I you yeah, know I have only fans and I won the trip through making like we had a we had a competition on who could make the most money on lives. I won. So I went out there and, but all the girls out there are like models, like in, actual Instagram models, you know, not Instagram athletes. And, um, so there were all these photographers out there taking like pictures and I felt insanely scared. I haven't felt like that in years. I mean, it was very telling that I have built a life around, my insecurities in a way I've built a life that really projects my strengths of like I'm sporty I have wit in my opinion <laughs> mm-hmm. I am um, I like dogs and the the life I share but you put me in a space where I am expected to look a certain way expected to like look put together look pretty I am not as secure as I thought I was and that really came out for me there and the reason I'm touching on that is I think in, in the way I've created my Instagram where, like, I can look like shit and it's okay. Um, a Which lot of girls,
0: for you, they'll look like it's like just funny because you never, from my perspective, it doesn't matter what you well, look like, like sweaty, sure, like sure, people's yeah.
1: blood on my face, like, you yeah, know, whatever. Like um, but my hair, like, in mats, right? Um, I, if there's a girl or a guy out there listening, who's in a space where they're more in the fashion world or more even in the fitness world. Um, Cause there's a lot of pressure in those worlds to yeah. look a certain way and be more put together. Um, you know, I can't really speak to you there other than I do think it probably goes across the board of, Don't let perfectionism of even your content, even if you think you look great, but you don't think your content is quite wide or quite, quite exactly the message you want, it will keep you from posting, which will keep you from being consistent, which will keep you from going. Right.
0: I think that that is incredibly valuable.
1: Yeah. And like, sure. Don't maybe don't put a super half-assed thing out there. Like some things can also kill your growth right? But like if it's at least proficient, I mean... just put it out there. Yeah. When well, you get
0: the space. And I think yet again, you guys, I mean, everybody should just go look at your stuff anyway. Well, they're going to be entertained, whatever, all that <laughs> stuff, right? But you do a good job of being like consistently, you know, it, it, that's the thing is like if I show up in that space and I'm like, well, I'm the expert. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well then like I put that on me and now I get to be roasted, right? right? But what if I am who I am today, who just happens to be a personal trainer and mm-hmm. online coach and in-person coach who. Cares tremendously about what I do mm-hmm. because I do, mm-hmm. uh,
1: yeah, that comes through a lot.
0: Yeah. And I, and, but like, I love the fact that like, while I'm grateful for the experience that I do have and the education that I do have, and I'm very proud of the knowledge base that I do have, I'm also very aware that I have so much left to learn. Mm-hmm. And so getting to be a forever student, right? Like mm-hmm. it just kind of takes some of the pressure off of like, yeah. okay, I never said I was perfect. Right. Like so if you're if assuming that that's on you guys, right. you know? Yeah, that ain't, that ain't on me. Yeah. And so it's a great check in for anybody listening. That's feeling like they, you know, cause I think even people who, you know, don't ever even get to the create, like they're, they're intrigued by it, but they don't ever take the leap. A lot of times it truly is because like, mm-hmm. it's never good enough. And it like, mm-hmm. wh- who says who, like who told you it's not good enough. What is good enough to you? Yeah. And then also just th- being aware of the repercussions are that, you know, to be consistent, like, and you're going to have to have, Some thick skin people are going to say things, whatever, like those are real things to consider. If you hate it,
1: turn off your comments. It won't be great for your algorithm, but just turn them off.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Or just literally don't do it because it's not for everybody. Yeah. For sure.
1: Um, Do I have time to say two more things about social media? Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. So one thing I don't think you hear a lot is like, okay, people talk about like the haters, right? And the thick skin and that can hurt. Uh, one really positive thing Instagram has done for me. And I guess a little bit only as well is, you know, when, when Claire and I met, we were talking about body image, probably particularly aging. Yeah. I feel like, cause that's, yep, are. I really had a poor body image when I was younger, but since about 26, I really appreciate my body. And I work with a lot of people with broken down bodies in my, cause I work with adults with special needs and geriatric patients. So strokes, Parkinson's, a lot of things like that. And so I've really gotten a new appreciation that my body is functional and, Girl, it ain't going to get any better. Mm-hmm. Like I'm going to age. So be fucking happy. Right. Mm-hmm. But now I'm about to be 35 and where I like, Oh, I've found this new appreciat- for, appreci- appreciation for appreciation, appreciation for my body. I'm starting to see age in my face. Right. And now maybe it's only with something I see, but that's a whole new insecurity. Right. There's a point I was going to with this about content
0: creation. Okay.
1: Yes. So a positive that actually has been for me is, um, believing the supporters so the people who are supporting you in your content whether it's like hey that was great content that was a great move that was you look great you know and like okay on my OnlyFans platform it's more of like not oh that was a great you know move that's more like oh you you look pretty you look great you look um I do not think you should live for that at all I've seen it go that way with some of my um friends who are in the OnlyFans only, span, only fan space they've they've said that to me you definitely don't don't live for that but just start to believe people mm. believe people when they compliment you mm. and so there are days i feel like a 12 year old boy or a homeless man um, me, me and my boyfriend joke that I have three looks, um, I'm a 12 year old boy, homeless man or a hooker, <laughs> <laughs> not actually a hooker, but like, like I, I'm either like on point that's or I'll be that's looking, the title of this episode, be right? looking <laughs> There its 12 year old boy, homeless man or a hooker. I got three looks. It's from like some Instagram reel I saw and i was like, Oh, that's me. And, um, anyway, so, cause I also have a job guys where like I can roll out of bed, put on a t-shirt, wash my face, throw my hair up. And like I gotta work, I don't have to like look any sort way, right? Yeah. My adults are special, my patients are special needs, or older people like they do not care. So okay, point is, I started to be like, all right, those days I feel like crap. Well, these several hundred people who commented said this to it, they think I look good. Mm-hmm. Believe them, mm-hmm. believe them, you know. And um, instead of focusing on the haters so much, and so there are days I'm like, okay, just other people that that's not the top priority in life is, but it, it feels good to feel like you look good. And sometimes a lot of times I do not feel that way, but the internet has been positive for me in that way. It's given me some good, positive feedback. And I have allowed myself, not always, um, I've allowed myself though, to believe it. I mean, just recently I chose to unfollow a ton of girls. I do not know, um, whose stuff was popping up for me and I was, doing the comparison game because i've always been like i feel like i i've done a pretty good job in the past of not but for whatever reason in the last month it's hit me kind of hard so i was like don't follow these pages don't yeah. do this to yourself like right. you don't need to start
0: your day And yeah, like nobody's that. gonna set your boundaries on there for you but you right.
1: and it, it's not those girls fault um but it's right. like, i need to just just don't do that because i'm going to be on instagram because it's part of my livelihood yep right um another thing i do with instagram too is uh I try to draft my post like the day before or whatever. So that when I wake up in the morning, cause oh, I post click. at seven thirty in the morning, usually yep. I just post it, click it, share it. I probably have to be on there for 20 minutes cause I post to several different accounts and share and do what it needs to do to grow. Um, and then force myself to get off. I'm not always good at that, but that way I'm not always starting my day with an oh. hour of Instagram. Totally. Um, yeah. the, there was one other thing I said I wanted to share just
0: in regards and to content creation. I asked high low
1: yeah um this wasn't it but I really enjoy sharing my platform with other people yeah um it's a lot of fun one I mean it's great you, you can get more eyes on on different, different different demographics but it's like fun to share something that's growing and that will hopefully benefit your friends so if, yeah. one collaborating is great guys it's great for growth but it I don't know I genuinely it's a lot of fun to me
0: it's the most fun it's totally the most if I could collaborate on everything ever, I think I would, I would, Uh, I think, I don't know, but I I enjoy it so much. And, uh, we started meeting up regularly to just collaborate, collaborate. Right. And it was just kind of a a whimsical conversation and okay, sure. We'll do that, whatever. And so what does that created for each one of us, each of those days, like that is a positive little chunk of our day that we get to experience together Mm -hmm. and we laugh every single time. Mm -hmm. And maybe we're a little bit reckless and it's kind of funny.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Wait till that video comes out. Seriously Friday. (laughs) Yeah.
0: But, uh, but, uh, it's, I'm, I'm just so with you on the, the collaboration piece, like, and, and, and you have chosen to share your platform because Mm -hmm. someone did that for you. Yeah, exactly.
1: Priscilla springboarded me hardcore. So I feel like, It's like, I have to pay it forward. Mm. And you just
0: seem to really naturally want to do it. Like you try to share things constantly. Like the number of things that you've said to me that are just genuinely like, you don't get anything from that really. You know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. there's no immediate benefit to you by you choosing to share with me some insight that maybe you have. Mm -hmm. And uh, that I just haven't paid attention to. Mm -hmm. And, but yet you just choose to do it anyway. And that's just like, I don't know. I, I definitely, I look to, people who show gratitude for their teachers and mm-hmm. people who choose to be of service towards others. And it's like every single time when people operate from that place, like quality of life up. Yeah. So if I know that the people that seem to have a better quality of life seem to operate from those places, why would I not want to do that? Yeah. You know, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Um, okay. So I do want to ask you, I always end with this. What are three things that you are grateful for
1: today? Hmm. My new dog Sadie.
0: She's right over there.
1: Yeah, she's pink um, I had a chocolate lab mix that passed away of cancer after ten years of having her. Y'all heard me talk about her earlier. Her name is Glory, and she passed away in July. And Sadie was brought into my life like two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Just somebody tagged me in a post. The dog had to be rehoused. And she looks almost exactly like Glory, has a very, very similar demeanor and immediately meshed really well with working with my patients because I take all four of my dogs to work <laughs> and they work with my special needs patients. And uh, Sadie has just done perfect. Hey, sweet girl. Yeah, I'm talking about you. She's yeah. here right now. She's like, hanging out with us. I know y'all are talking about me. Um, Yeah, Sadie. Um, Andrew, very um thankful for my boyfriend. He's such a team player. Um, He's very... He's helpful with me with the dogs. He's helpful. He listens to me. He, I don't know. I don't feel like people talk about their significant others in a positive light enough. And Mm -hmm. so I want to be sure to do that because I, I am very, very thankful for him. My life has gotten significantly better since we've, I call it teamed up, (laughs) you know, um, and moving forward in life. And, um, he's just, yeah, he just has my back and it's nice to be with a man that makes me feel like, um, I can kind of, I'm just learning this terminology by the way, but I can like relax and like my feminine traits a little bit more and not have to always play the masculine role. Cause I'm very used to taking care of myself mm-hmm. even in like I had a relationship for 10 years, but they were in a different city. So I was still by myself taking care of myself doing it. And so it's nice to be in a relationship where I can relax mm-hmm. a little bit, I guess, and let him take that role, which is, is nice. I'm really thankful for that. Um, and three things. Oh yeah. huh? gosh. It's going <laughs> to be hard to choose what the third thing should be though. It can be so simple and it
0: can be so deep rooted.
1: See <laughs> how <laughs> they show. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I mean, the community of girls that I have met over the last five years have been just really significant for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to throw one more thing in there and then I'm done. Um, I have a, life slash career coach named Matt N's E N N S. I think he's the sovereign, the sovereign man on Instagram might be underscores in there. Um, whereas like we don't always meet every week due to them being out of the country right now. You know, I started meeting with him over a year ago, like not this past July, July before. And that has steadily and significantly improved my life. Mm. And he, he just, he's strong where I'm weak. So he just keeps me kind of on track with the trajectory I'm going in. Even at times, like I said, if we haven't met in a couple of weeks or a month due to travel or different things, I still go back to things that he's really helped me guess curate in my life and the tools he's helped me with. And that's, I need, I need guidance like that. I need a mentor, um, whatever you want to call him, a therapist, a mentor, a life coach. Yep. Uh, I really, I really benefit from that. Um, because there's a lot of adulting I'm not very uh, naturally equipped at. And so having somebody who is helping me in those areas is uh, definitely increase the quality of my life.
0: Yeah, I love that. That just speaks to coaches. And you mm-hmm. get to have them in an area of the, your life that you choose in mm-hmm. the beautiful reality as we live in a world today where, like, you want to coach in mm-hmm. this vertical? Great, go get it. You want to coach in this vertical? Great, go get it.
1: Yeah, I'm sure you're um, – your clientele feels the same way about you because you are an expert in your field yep. and that's an area. A lot of people feel very overwhelmed in, yeah. you know, so totally.
0: Yeah. I mean, I literally got to coach a client today that, you know, uh, they, they often will send me gratitude after the meet or after the the sessions. And I also do the same with them. It's mm-hmm. pretty normal for us to, Send some sort of, like, you know, you did great today, or, you know, I'm grateful I get to coach you, or they're grateful that they got to be, you know, it's a normal part of the conversation, which is so cool. But uh, one of the things that I like to think about is, you know, like, it's my job to meet them where they are, Mm -hmm. and then to instill belief in it, and like it's a sustainable journey, not a speed mm-hmm. journey, you know? And so they're all at different places. Mm-hmm. And, and for some of them, it's just, it, it's a really rewarding job. Mm-hmm. It's a really rewarding job and it never just stays within the lanes of just movement patterns. Now don't get me wrong. Yeah. That's the, that's the deal. Right. But like, I think it was one of the things we touched on on the podcast last week with Craig was just simply stating that like, cause he's a coach in the same capacity that I am or similar mm-hmm. and just how, you know, somebody comes to you because they have interest in something that you are more more proficient at or Mm -hmm. you're known for or whatever you could apply this to your content creation. And then like, because they've shown so much interest in the thing that you do, or maybe they've hired you uh, now all of a sudden you're interested in return. So that's what's Mm -hmm. so cool is like these, these clients of mine came to me because they think that I have something to share with them and, and, I believe that too, which is yeah. so cool in this way, but like now I'm invested in them. Now I get to learn about them, learn from them, experience life alongside them and it's really cool. So. Yeah. That'll be my first gratitude. We'll just get cuz I say oh, gratitude sure. too. So that'll be my first one. I'm grateful for, for sure. my clients. For uh, sure. I am also grateful for you. I'm grateful <laughs> for you. the strong women thing truly and and just specifically it's just been cool. I mean, I've been in Austin for over a year now and I am this is great because this is just really off the cuff. I didn't plan on, here we are. Uh, but it takes time to develop relationships, right? Mm-hmm. And and uh, to get to find your people and know your people. And I have felt like community in Austin is just in, you know, but... Yeah. but you can be a part of a community and just be a part of a big room. And and that's still wonderful. And I still like do that all the time, but develop to develop deeper relationships. Those things take time. And so it's just cool because I feel like I'm starting, you know, I'm just continuing to grow meaningful relationships, which is cool. So, Uh, and then the third thing that I am grateful for today is just simply that it feels like fall outside and that's gonna fun. yeah it's pretty great yeah it's pretty great okay tell them where can they find you and support you I'll Mm -hmm. be putting it in the description
1: but also Mm -hmm. just go ahead and mention it um right before that can I add a ps on this I keep adding on to your podcast (laughs) let's go baby okay I remember the last thing about the content creation which was do not let it define you um, I feel, I feel like, and I'm sure I have to check back in, you know, month to month, day to day, whatever, where I'm at right now with social media is I don't feel like it defines me at all. Yeah. Like I feel like I have a much, uh, a very healthy balance with it. I personally do. I may look back in a month and be like, yeah, you weren't as healthy as you thought. I just, it doesn't define me. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm way more than just jujitsu. I'm way more than just 120, whatever, follow, you know, on Instagram. That's it's really not that like it's not that anything in the grand scheme of things. And so just having that perspective of like, I still put my pants on the same way as everybody else, you and know, if like this thing
0: were to go away tomorrow. You still have a happy life.
1: Yeah. I yeah. still have a good life. And, yeah. um, I, it's definitely brought me a lot of opportunities and, and I'm very, very grateful for that. Yep. Um, but like, I mean, my Instagram may be bigger than yours, but then Francesca's is bigger than mine. And then, um, you know, uh, Lex Friedman's bigger than hers, sure. and then Jorgen's bigger. You know, like, and I don't know. Just not letting it define you, because um, when I've seen that happen at times in the past for me or for my friends, is when shit shit hits fan, mm-hmm. and it's it's no longer a fun thing. Yeah, but okay, y'all can find me on Instagram. Um, my main page is Mary underscore A underscore B. That's M A R Y like in the Bible underscore a underscore B as in boy. Um, tick tock is the same thing. Um, only fans is the same thing. And then I have a backup page. It's the same thing. You just add an X at the end. Um, so lo- lots of choices, <laughs> lots of choices. Yeah.
0: And I'll be putting, uh, I'll be putting at least her Instagram handle in the, cause you can find all the other stuff through that as well. Mm-hmm, yeah. So I'll be putting that in the description, but, uh, okay. That is a wrap on this episode. There's so much. This is what's great. We've, we spoke for how long before the episode? And Look at how we,
1: to,
0: we just be doing this thing. So this I is, warned
1: you. I said, you better, you better bring me until to <laughs> land the plane. because I'll keep going, girl.
0: I love it, though. It's just you are so easy to converse with. And it's such a pleasant experience. So thank you. Uh, and thank you for sharing for your light me. in this way with people on your social media, in this podcast, in all the ways that you do. Girl, you make me feel
1: bright. <laughs> I do. <laughs> I appreciate okay, good. it. Good.
0: good. Okay. All right. Well, we, uh, one, if you enjoyed the episode, we will, I'm going to request that you follow, rate, review, you know, do those things, share it with somebody that you think it will positively impact. And last but not least, we hope that you choose to have a beautiful day. Yes.